Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's Believe in Tiger Woods on the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. Why, thank you, random announcer guy. Yes, indeed, this is the Tiger Woods Podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network, and I am your guy, Cam Rogers, taking you through episode 7 of this program, presented by Whole Foods, because why save more money when you can save less of it? Hit me up on social media, on Twitter, at Mr. Rogers 99 on the gram, at Mr. Rogers 98 A lot to get through, obviously, because it is the PGA Championship at Bethpage Black. It used to be called Glory's Last Shot because the PGA was the last major on the schedule. So is this another shot at Glory? I don't even know what the phrase would be anymore. Of course, with the whole calendar change for the 2019 PGA Tour schedule. Coming up later in the show, Samantha Marks, GolfChannel.com editor, will chat with me about her thoughts in regards to the PGA Championship and whether Tiger Woods will be hoisting the Watermaker Trophy on Sunday evening. Now, of course, you guys know, this is the only podcast dedicated to the GOAT of the PGA Tour. We are a Pro 19 Majors podcast, and we are gunning for Jack Nicholas's 18 major championships. So Samantha Marks will join me later in the show. The crux of my analysis here today is actually going to be surrounding this really interesting article from Kyle Porter on CBSSports.com which lists out seven reasons Tiger can win at Beth Page Black this week. And I thought it was quite applicable considering this show is on its seventh episode. A lot of excitement, of course. The Grand Slam is still in play for Eldrick Tiger Woods. Beth Page this week, then Pebble Beach at the U.S. Open, and then Royal Port Rush at the Open championship it's going to be a very fun summer although it does not feel like summer in new england right now we are sub 50 degrees as we stand it is raw it is cold it is disgusting i just got back from hollywood beach in florida i was jamming out to some jimmy buffett at Margaritaville down south, it was a great time. I got a little bronze on my face as well, a little color, except for the Rudolph nose that I have going on at this juncture. It's very red and all of that, but hey, that's the price you have to pay for being 75% Irish. So with that, let's get into the PGA Championship. A lot of storylines, of course, surrounding the likes of Dustin Johnson and Sergio Garcia, Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth going for the career Grand Slam. One quick note, if you did not catch the headlines, Justin Thomas has withdrawn from the PGA due to a wrist injury. Now, we knew this was an issue way back during the Honda Classic, just how big of an issue it was going to be going forward 
we did not exactly know. Obviously, it is bad enough that Justin Thomas cannot compete in a major championship. Justin, of course, a former winner at the PGA Championship in particular. So, wanted to make a quick note of that. But let's get to Tiger and the seven reasons he can win this week at Bethpage. Reason number one, according to Kyle Porter here on CBSSports.com. He has learned to win. Now, as I go through all of these reasons, I will give you guys my thoughts on Kyle's thoughts. And from what I can generally say, I agree with everything Kyle really divulges here in regards to Tiger's chances. So, the fact that Tiger has learned to win. This is huge from a mental standpoint. Now, if you remember the interview with Bridget Whalen on the Tiger Woods podcast last week, we discussed how Tiger's win at the Tour Championship was more ceremonial. It didn't feel like Tiger truly won a full-field PGA Tour event, because he didn't. Less than 50 players play in the Tour Championship. That is far less than the typical field during a regular tour stop. But then Tiger won the 2019 Masters Tournament. And then we knew, but more importantly, he knew, he could win. If you need to set a bar for yourself, whether you can win on the PGA Tour, I think capturing... Your fifth green jacket is pretty darn good and pretty darn high of a bar. So from a confidence and mental standpoint, the fact that Tiger Woods understands he can win, he knows he can win, he proved to his kids that he can win a major championship yet again. That is huge. And sometimes it's just doing it again that gives you that boost. I mean, in terms of a historical standpoint, of course Tiger Woods knows he can win a PGA Tour event. The guy has done it over 80 times. But the recency of this win, talking about the Masters, after all of the adversity that he has gone through that I have really analyzed to the core on this very program, really gives him that extra shot in the arm. That, okay, I can strut out here with the likes of Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and Brooks Kepka and all of these guys, Justin Rose included, Justin Thomas, and win. It's not about believing anymore. It's not about believing he can win again on a major championship level. It's about knowing. And he knows it. We know it. The golfing world knows it. Tiger Woods can do it again this week at the PGA Championship. So, reason number one, definitely agree here with Kyle's thoughts. Reason number two, winning the Masters with creativity and intelligence. Not necessarily strength. Tiger Woods is not going to overpower any golf course anytime soon, in fact, ever. So, 
he needs to understand, and of course he does, that he has to win in other ways. Tiger Woods did not tear up Augusta National on Saturday and on Sunday. He just outthought, outcoached, outmaneuvered the rest of the field during that event. And that's what allowed him to win the Masters Tournament. Playing Beth Page Black is very similar. If you miss this fairway, I'm sorry. You're not hitting the green. Tiger Woods probably understands that. And we'll have to keep the driver in the bag on a few holes, maybe on some holes that he really doesn't want to, but he understands that it is super important to be in the fairway to hit the greens at Bethpage. And once you get on those greens, they're fairly simple. We're not talking about Augusta National with the undulations and the rolling hills, if you will. Fairly flat surfaces down there in New York. So I like this. Golf is most definitely not about stats like it is for baseball. You could be number one on tour in ball striking and miss the cut any given week. The volatility of golf is super high. And so if Tiger Woods were to miss the cut this week at Bethpage, none of us should be that stunned. Because that is just how the game is. Quick example. Everybody was on top of Justin Rose ahead of this past Masters tournament. What happened? He missed the cut. Sergio Garcia, a former Masters champion, missed the cut in 2019. It happens. So if Tiger Woods misses the cut, and I don't think he will, we all shouldn't be that stunned. But in terms of Tiger using his creativity, I think it's going to suit him very well this week at Bethpage. And as long as he stays within himself, all right, he doesn't break out the big stick too much, he'll be fine. Next up, speaking of ball striking, Tiger Woods is first, number one, numero uno, on the PGA Tour in greens in regulation. What is the number one thing you have to do at Beth Page Black? Well, I said it. You got to hit greens. And this is reason number three here from Kyle Porter. Huge. Enormous. I cannot stress this enough. Now, there's actually a better stat out there in terms of measuring somebody's iron game. It's actually strokes gained approach. But greens in regulation tells a very good story as well. And how about this? Tiger ranks first on the PGA Tour in proximity from the fairway as well. Okay. Greens and regulation, really good from the fairway. I think we have a game plan, ladies and gentlemen. Hit the dang short grass. Now, I will note, he is ranked outside the top 200 in proximity from the rough. So, if Tiger Woods were to have a really bad driving day on Thursday, and maybe another on Friday, that does not bode well for him on the weekend. He needs to have a fast start, especially with the driver 
or be very methodical with his three wood, his irons off the tee, whatever the case may be. He's got to be in that fairway, but when you look at the greens and regulation and Tiger sits there at the top, you think back to 2006 when his iron game was absolutely unreal. His iron game right now is truly stellar. Reason number four, time away from golf is actually a good thing. I agree. At this point, rest is far more important to Tiger than reps. And I think he knows that. He talked about it during his press conference, how he didn't feel physically ready to play in the Wells Fargo Championship at Quail Hollow, a tournament that he has played before. And so you're going to hear a lot of this from Tiger as we go forward in this reborn body. He wants to be fully ready for every major championship. That is all he really cares about in terms of the schedule. Maybe the Arnold Palmer Invitational and a couple of WGC events. But other than that, four tournaments on the schedule that Tiger actually cares about. On another level, if you will. If you had to put it into tiers, I would say major championships in one tier, and then you have the WGC events in another tier, the Arnold Palmer and the Memorial Tournament in another tier, etc., etc. All right, so Tiger Woods is being very careful with his body. And he also knows to get his body ready in this day and age, in this Tiger Woods body, it's going to take a lot more time than when he was 20 years old. So he wants to obviously commit to getting his body ready for all of those hours. Would he do that for a regular tour stop? Probably not, at least not as often as with the big tournaments. So I'm fine with this point here. And with the layoff, there is some concern, but I'm really not all that worried. You look back to 2008, Tiger Woods had quite a long layoff leading up to the U.S. Open. What happened? He won at Torrey Pines. So I think some people kind of play up that narrative of, oh my God, he's going to be rusty. He's in trouble. I think he's fine. And Samantha will talk about this during our interview later that, look, Tiger Woods is not just sitting on the couch eating potato chips. This is a guy who is an elite athlete. He knows how to take care of himself. I will say, though, leading up to Thursday, Tiger Woods is 58th on tour in opening round scoring. So that's above average, but you want him ranked a little higher than that. So obviously, we want a good start on Thursday. That is key for Tiger to continue that momentum from Augusta. All right, next up. He owns Beth Page historically. Okay, he won in 2002 at the U.S. Open. Finished inside the top six in 2009 at the U.S. Open when Lucas Glover won on a Monday finish. Look, course knowledge matters, but I'm not putting a lot of stock into this. I mean, first of all, 2002 was many years ago. Many, many, many. I was, let's see, 
eight years old. 2009, I was in eighth grade during that U.S. Open, or I guess right after eighth grade graduation or promotion or whatever we call it these days. So some sizable gaps here is what I'm basically saying. It's not like Tiger is on the golf course right now thinking to himself, wait, what did I do in 2009? And obviously, Beth Page has gone through a few renovations and all of that. So, yes. In terms of confidence, slight confidence, maybe a talking point, it is nice to point back to that Beth Page history. But this is an individual event separated from the other years. And I think we need to focus on this PGA Championship in a vacuum. Next up, the weather. Is the rain a good thing for Tiger? Conventional wisdom says if it rains, it favors the longer hitters. Why is that? Well, you don't get as much roll when you hit your drives, so those shorter hitters are going to have longer shots into the greens. Longer shots are harder to hit. So with that, you think Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, and Jason Day. Those kind of guys are set up well at Bethpage if the rain really does make an effect on this course. And in terms of Tiger, he can still poke it out there. I mean, he can still hang around with the big hitters on the PGA Tour. So in terms of rain, I'm not worried. If it's cold... I'm worried. We know how fragile Tiger can be in his post-40 years. Very. And I don't want that back getting tight for any reason whatsoever. If Tiger Woods has to wear three layers, by all means, please do it. Because backs can be fickle things, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you, I've got some trigger points around my rhomboids and all of that from bad posture way back when, when I had this brutal internship where I'm looking down at pieces of paper and it sticks around with you forever. I need to get a massage pretty darn soon, that I can tell you. Trigger point release, critical. But backs can be fickle. That is the point. So if it is cold on Saturday and Sunday and Tiger is in contention... I'm sort of shivering in fear. I hope it's warm. I think the forecast is pretty darn solid. Let's get to this final point. The Tiger narrative. And the New York crowd. So you may recall in 2009 and 2002, the New York crowd was very much behind Phil Mickelson. In 2002, by the way, it was very much heckling Sergio Garcia, if you watched that event and you were eight years old like me, you remember the waggle gate, if you will, when Sergio just had this weird twitch going on where he would always waggle before hitting a shot and all of the New York fans out there and patrons went after him for it. Almost reminded me, by the way, of the Kevin Noss situation a few years ago at the Players' Championship when he had to step off and all of that. Anyway, it almost makes sense 
the number one player in the sport from a marketing, branding, and fan standpoint, playing in the number one market in sports, New York State, it seems like a match made in heaven. And it seems like Tiger Woods should win at this tournament. And so this narrative is basically that, a narrative. There's no evidence. There's no real stats or analysis that can be put behind this. But this is the final point that Kyle raises in his article. And honestly, I think it's important to note because that Masters win felt like fate, felt like destiny. And if Tiger Woods can pull it off again this year in terms of winning a major championship at this Beth Page Black course with the rough and the elite field that we're talking about here, oh my gracious, I am going to absolutely lose my mind. So what are my thoughts in terms of Tiger Woods at this tournament, putting a bow on his chances? I think he has a very good chance to contend. I will give you guys the political answer here. Not necessarily saying he's going to win, but I think he has a fantastic chance to finish inside the top 10. I will tell you guys straight up right now, I don't think Tiger Woods wins this week. I don't think he's going to win at Pebble Beach. And I've been telling all of my interviewers across the radio landscape as I go on these radio spots talking about Tiger, I think he's going to win the Open Championship at Portrush. So I think he gets two major championships in total this year. So since I'm picking the Open for number two, that means he's not going to win this week at Bethpage. But he will contend. So there you go. Tiger Woods, we'll see what happens this week. I'm very excited. The stats are good. The history is good. The narrative is good. The main concern with me is how does he handle this Masters win? And I'm not saying he's complacent because that argument literally never worked with him because he kept winning and winning and winning. But... The mental pressure. How does he handle being the very last major champion on the PGA Tour? By that I mean chronological order here. Of course, literally the last major championship was the Masters. He was the winner there. How does he handle that? How does he carry that into Beth Page? It's either going to be momentum or it's either going to be a burden. And in this new Tiger Woods here post-back surgeries and all, I'm not exactly sure. So we shall see. All right, folks, we're not done here on the Tiger Woods podcast. Coming up next, we have Samantha Marks, GolfChannel.com editor. She knows her stuff, and she was a fantastic golfer at Arkansas herself. So she knows a lot more about me in terms of being successful on the course. Let's get to that interview right now. Samantha Marks on the Tiger Woods podcast here. Samantha, what's going on? You're running wild at the Golf Channel Studios right now, getting ready for kind of a big tournament, I would say. Yeah, I would say this is a a very highly anticipated tournament. Hey, friend, how's it going? Thanks for having me. (laughs) So let's get into some storylines. Just general thoughts 
about the PGA Championship. Number one, being in May, which is weird as it is. And number two, some of the key players are really zoning in on. Um, the whole being in May thing is weird. I think the weather um, is definitely playing a big factor, especially right now. I mean, you see the guys out there right now. If you look them practicing um, leading up to the event, they're all in in sweatshirts and beanies and it's just it's strange you know what I mean do you 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 agree yeah well when I think of the PGA championship Samantha I think of like end of summer you know season coming to a close we should be talking about the players championship right now so I will say seeing Tiger with a beanie on and that beautiful sweater that he always wears is a little bit weird I think we're actually at the British Open right now (laughs) Yeah, it definitely looked like the British Open, and it was it was funny because this morning when um, Rory was out there on the range, he was the only one in a short sleeve shirt, and we're like, where are we right now? What's going on? But it was the weather hadn't even reached the 50s yet, so it is kind of a weird dynamic with the weather. I think that is a really big storyline this week um, as far as the date change. We You look at the other date changes that we've had so far this year, we had the players move as well. And that proved to be um, an interesting um, change for the weather as well. So the weather is always going to be a factor. Um, Tiger talked about it a little bit today. Um, So did kind of everybody in their press conferences saying, yeah, the course is going to play longer. It's, you know, the ball's not going to roll. But it does make, you know, the fairways a little wider with how um, the ball's not going to roll out as much, makes the greens easier to stick. There's advantages and disadvantages, obviously, but, The course is going to be set up hard, um, but I think the weather will definitely play into that. And I forgot your second question. Sorry. No problem at all. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about in terms of the weather. Yeah, we can tell you, folks. In terms of the players, any players outside of Tiger that you're really zoning in on that could have a good week? I mean, the obvious other one is Brooks. Um, Right. I mean, to recap, obviously, in 2018, if, you know, the listeners weren't avid Tiger fans then kept to beat Tiger by two um, to win his second major of the year that year so last year I feel like was a big turning point for Tiger at this event because before the 2018 PGA he hadn't had a top five in a major since 2013 so at this event last year it was I felt like it was really good for him to prove to himself but also to prove to his fans and I mean and to the haters that he could keep up with the younger guys because That was the storyline. While Tiger was gone, I felt like gone. You know, I put that in quotations. Um, That was the storyline is look at all these younger guys. They're going to be the, they're going to be the driving force of the game. And then Tiger says, Oh, hi, by the way, I'm back and I'm 43 years old. So I think that, I think that Kepka is a great player. And I think that he is playing the best golf of his life right now. I think that it's going in a perfect world, I would love to see a Kepka and Tiger down the stretch. You know, it's funny. I actually have Brooks singled out on my list here to briefly mention, and I'll do it now because it was a bit of a story a couple of weeks ago when Brandel Chambly, who I love very much, went out and said that Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy would challenge Tiger as the best in the world. And Brooks kind of took that as a slight. Do you think that plays into Brooks's hands, kind of like maybe – I don't know, the New England Patriots do it with all the bulletin board material (laughs) and, you know, us against the world type of mentality? 
So I do, I do think it, I think it gets into Kepka's head. And I think that Brooks, it has since he, since he kind of came on the scene. I don't know if you remember right when, when Brooks really started to play well, I would say maybe a couple of years ago, he, he actually came out and said like, you know, why, why aren't people talking about me? Like, why isn't the media <laughs> writing about me? And then, and then when they did, he was like, well, wait, I don't really like what they were saying about me. And I'm like, okay, but, but you can't be, you can't have it both ways. You He's know? a micromanager you of the media. Right. And, you know, sorry, but that's not really how this is going to work for you. So I, <laughs> the whole Bramble Shambly and Brooks Kepka thing um, is quite comical, in my opinion, from an outsider's um, perspective, because it's not me. If it was me, I'd probably be pretty mad. But since it's not me, I think it's very funny. Um, but going back to, you know, the, the PGA as a whole, I mean, you look at the, the, the people to defend the PGA championship title. Tiger's the only person to ever do that. He mm. did it in 99 and 2000, and he did it in 06 and 07. Do you think that Brooks can join that company? Do you think he's good enough? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I definitely think that last year, the winning that many majors um, proved himself. Um, his press conference today was hilarious. Did you, did you hear it? Brooks Kepkos? No, I did not. He said that, um, oh man, I feel like I should get a direct quote. Um, he said that winning majors was easier. Oh, that's oh, right. I did go. see it on Twitter. I saw that on the uh, Twitter sphere. Yes. So Twitter, Twitter is where I, where I live. I feel like golf Twitter is a reason I'm alive. He says, um, Brooks Kessel was asked if he has a number in mind in terms of career majors, having bagged three of the last eight. He says, I don't see why you can't get to double digits. And then he says, majors are easiest to win. He says, with 156 players in the field, there are 80 guys that, quote, I'm just going to beat. Half of the rest won't play well. Half of what's left will get rattled by the pressure. So that just leaves a few guys I actually have to worry about come, come Sunday. That is just like next level, like, beast mode. I mean, if there's that anybody... If there's anybody on tour, Samantha, that can say that, I think it honestly is Brooks Kepka because, you know, he'll miss the cut at, say, the AT&T Byron Nelson, which wasn't the case last week, but he'll miss a cut at a random event and then show up at a major championship and play up to the competition. We talk about it in team sports all the time. Oh, I totally agree with you. I mean, if you, I mean let's just throw a random name out here. If you had somebody like I, I watched Podrick Harrington's press conference. If you had somebody like Podrick Harrington come out and say that in a press conference, we'd all be like, excuse me? But the fact that Brooks Kepka said it, but then backed it up with the amount of majors that he's won and the fact that he's, he is coming down the stretch on Sunday multiple times with the biggest names in the world, it makes sense. And it's okay for him to say it, but it's equally funny, but it also is factual. All right, Brooks, there you go. We gave you like eight minutes of conversation here on the Tiger Woods podcast. So you better be happy, dude. I'm going to add him on Twitter after this is all done here, Samantha. Let's get back on track, though, with the GOAT and yes. talk about Tiger and his chances at Beth Page. And the obvious reasoning is the following. He's got that T6 from 2009 at the U.S. Open. He's got that win at 2002's edition of the U.S. Open. You, of course, can point to his iron game. Number one in greens and regulation. So, I mean, you look at the evidence. Yeah, it's there to lend you to believe Tiger can win this week. What do you think? I really do think that he can win. Um, 
they talked about it a lot on um, Morning Drive and then live from this morning and this week they've talked about it and I think they're going to continue to talk about it, but that's how his back and his body is going to hold up in the cold weather. Um, I don't think it's going to be that cold on the weekend. I think it's this, this few days from what I've seen. So I'm not as worried about that. I've seen people, you know, spewing that all over Twitter. I think everybody needs to chill. Um, I think that everybody also needs to chill talking about, well, he hasn't played in a month. It's not like he sits on his couch and plays like an NBA video game all day. Like, I don't think people understand, like just because he's not playing in a tournament doesn't mean he's not playing and practicing for hours of it. You know what I mean? Like, of course. I, I just feel like people don't really get it. Um, so I feel like there's a lot, there's really a lot to unpack with this, um, with Tiger having a potential to win. But I feel like the other thing we should talk about going along with this is what score do we think is going to win? Sure. Um, because last year, obviously, it was played at Bellarive and Kepka won with 18 under. But I would be really, really surprised if we get even close to that um, at Best Page Black. Because obviously, you know, you see the sign on the first tee. It says, like, only for the best golfers do not play. Well, what, you know, that famous sign that they have. You're going to see it a thousand times if you haven't seen it a thousand times already this week. Um, but the That'd last be a great time major was- game, by the way. Every time you see that sign on TV, <laughs> social media, take a shot. You'll get hammered. I think you would be hammered by now today <laughs> already. So, so folks, maybe, if I get alcohol poisoning, I blame myself for creating the game. <laughs> yeah, that's your fault. So, yeah, but exactly. I'm still gonna play. <laughs> um, last time a major was played at Best Page Black was in 2009, and Lucas Glover won with just shooting just four under. Right. So, I mean that's that's an insane score for a major, but they also hosted best page black also had the um, Northern trust back in 2016 and 2012. And that's when scores of 10 under and nine under one. So it's very interesting. I would, I would like to say that somewhere around 10 under one, I don't think it will be around 20 under. Um, But I really do like his chances. I think that he is, he looked so good at the masters. Like I, I, it was almost, I was almost in shock. It was unworldly. It was, it was unlike anything I've seen before. Yeah. I had this really interesting conversation with my boss the other day and I feel like, how how old are you? I don't know. Do your listeners know that? Uh, Well, they're going to know now 24 years old. (laughs) Okay. So I'm 25. so So same kind of situation. My boss recently asked me, why do you like Tiger so much? Like, why do you and, you know, you people around your age like Tiger so much? And I said, he's who we grew up with. Like, he's who, yep. you know, I'm five and six and seven years old, and I'm watching him win every weekend, watching him come down the stretch, just owning the game. He's who I grew up idling, you know, playing the game. You look at the older generation and, you know, like my parents, your parents, and they love and grew up with people, obviously, like Arnie, Jack, Snead, Sevy, but we got Tiger. And I think, obviously, I think you think we got the best of them all. But I think that's an interesting conversation because I feel like the younger generation definitely has a more forgiving um, feeling towards him and a more admiration, a more admiration towards him than people maybe a little bit older, if that makes sense. I don't know if you agree or not. 
No, absolutely. I think we, in a way, have been blessed, honestly, to grow up with Tiger. And people always throw this on me about being born in New England, too. Is like, oh, my God, you have been blessed with great Patriots teams and Red Sox teams and Celtics <laughs> teams. And, oh, by the way, I personally chose to be a Baltimore fan from New England. So let's just put that out there. I am a variant <laughs> at heart. So I guess conventional wisdom says I shouldn't be a fan of Tiger Woods. But whatever the case, Tiger, yeah, absolutely us growing up with him and what he has done. And honestly, us sticking with him, Samantha, not jumping off the boat in 2014 mm -hmm. or 2016 and seeing him win at the PGA Finals and the FedEx Cup playoffs. I mean, it was absolutely unbelievable. More ceremonial, though. And then that Masters win was really that real fist bump moment where, okay, this guy can do it again. And it lends me to go to this conversation here. And it can be a quick one. You can say, no, I don't think it's going to happen, whatever. But the grand slant, is there any credence to it here in 2019 or is the talent just too darn good? Um, Speaking of the I talent around it out of, Right. I, um, I mean, it's just so young and you know what I mean? It's just so young and flexible and able to play so frequently how Tiger is not, if that makes sense. That's mm -hmm. the one thing that worries me. Mm. Um, I do think it is something that is in reach. Am I going to say like, yes, 100% it's going to happen. Like there's no question in my mind. No, I'm not going to say that. Um, do I think he'll be in contention on the first page of the leaderboard? at some point on Sunday in each of the rest of the majors. Yes. Okay. Okay. All I right. think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. I mean, look at the evidence that I talked about with Beth Page. And of course, we know what he has done at Pebble. And I think Tiger, honestly, will contend at most of the British Opens to come because I think that tournament, that major in particular, fits his game the best. So, yeah, I think he'll be right there as we go forward in 2019. Now, with that... I want to get your prediction for this tournament here, Samantha. I want you to lay it on the line on the podcast. Who will be mm. hoisting the Watermaker Trophy on Sunday evening? Mm. Um, I would love to see a repeat of the Masters. And I'm not just saying that because I'm on the Tiger Woods podcast. I'm saying that because I put money on it in Vegas. There you go. I believe in Tiger Woods. I think he's able and capable and I think that he has reignited his passion for winning not his passion for golf not his passion for competing I think that that's always been there but I think the spark for winning comes and goes you know like I, I grew up as a competitive golfer I played in college did all that stuff I think that the, the spark for winning it needs to be reignited every once in a while it's, it's not a flame that keeps going you know, you can't win, you know, five years ago and then ride that forever. You know what I mean? Right. So last year, obviously, won the tour championship, but that was still, you know, quite a while ago. Right. So I think that coming fresh off of it, it's just, you know, the next event he's going to play in. I think that he, he's got a lot of adrenaline. He said today that, you know, he's, he loves the fans. He loves the atmosphere of majors. Um, he said today that one of the reasons he took off between 
the Masters and now is because he wanted to give himself the best chance to win the events he plays. Obviously, we know that. But hearing stuff like that from him again is one of the reasons why I think that is um, my prediction. I think Tiger's going to win. I think um, Brooks Kepka is going to be in the top five. And then I think Rory will be outside the top ten. Woo! All right. There you go, folks. Not just one prediction. We got three from Samantha here on the Tiger Woods podcast. Samantha, obviously, you have a very busy week ahead of you. Appreciate you stepping aside and coming on the show. And don't be a stranger. Be in touch, huh? Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Let's do it again soon. All right, Cam Rogers signing off here on the Tiger Woods podcast. Thank you guys once again for tuning in all the way through. Be sure to subscribe, leave a nice review, preferably hit me on social media at Mr. Rogers 99 on Twitter and Mr. Rogers 98 on Instagram. I love hearing from all of you guys. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.